Do you like to read? Are you tired of the podcasts out there that just skim the surface of books? Or how about the book clubs that are designed to just get you to buy the book? Yeah, we were tired of those too. My name is Alan, and along with my friend Phil, I was tired of all of those superficial discussions of books. We wanted something deeper. So we created this podcast for us to discuss what we wanted, to dive deep into the books we read. Are you ready? Because this ain't your mother's book club. This is Two Dudes with an Opinion. Get about it, see what it is. Mm. Uh, get the inform, you know, informed uh, <laughs> process on it. Um, they used to have there when I was a kid. How do we got still all around. the way down this lane? I, because we were talking about um, you were, you know, a guy or, you know, you're talking about a company about getting stuff uh, to you because you're having, oh my gosh, my dog just like shifted my desk and like my whole video jumped around. She's huge. Anyway, <laughs> she's so big and she does not care. <laughs> right. Yeah, we were talking about, you know, a guy which got me thinking about uh, organized crime, which reminded me of what uh, what my stepdad does, which also reminded me of, hey, this is what happens when you make things illegal. You push it to organized crime. And then that makes me think it made me think about the THC stuff because uh, they were one of the complaints about drugs and such is right now that people like constantly argue about is that because it's illegal it's being pushed to organized crime and it's like well but even if you legalize it and one like one another argument for legalizing it uh drugs and stuff is the regulation aspect of it but nobody regulates it as proven by that report that i was talking about with with people going to thc so then we were just talking about how you know we just don't do drugs Right, and <laughs> from there we're going to totally mess up your uh, your mind mapping software by jumping into <laughs> extreme leadership. Well, you know about that. I, you, the the chapter that we're talking about is believe, which to sum it all up is basically that a uh, leaders need to believe in the mission of the company, um, or if you're in the military, the mission of the mission. <laughs> the Ooh. purpose really is what you're uh, trying to get at or what I'm trying to get at. And you could kind of look at it. Let me see if I can connect these. Hmm. (laughs) I'm having trouble. (laughs) There is no connection. Let's just dive in. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, there's the, um, if when you, the, a lot of people legalize, want to legalize pot for the control of it. Right. Yes. To, to increase yes. control. Have you have this. to you have to take quite a bit of a belief that you can control human nature on either side of that argument. Right. It's true. So when you're when you're talking about it with the state and how to legalize it properly, I, I think you need to have people really accept that that mission. It, uh, otherwise, it happens like they're not enforcing THC levels. Mm-hmm. And why did they do that? Well, because they probably legalized it and How without believing you. It. How dare you? I, think I have an alarm. Do not disturb. I think alarms go past a do not disturb. Yes, they do. Whatever. Um, How dare you? I'm a terrible citizen. <laughs> so, yeah, there it is. Ripped away my thought. 
But well, you, um, you, I think they didn't. A lot of times it just shows they don't really accept what they're selling, what they're yeah. promoting. They just, you know, you maybe see their real values. Yeah. A lot of it to me is also you need a society that well, what we could we can kind of connect it a society that believes in the same type of mission of of society believes in kind of like the same push for what a society want, wants, um, which is part of the reason why I think federalism is a very powerful tool for large countries uh, like the United States. Um, it, it basically, California can be California, okay? And Texas can be Texas. Like that's federalism or Take it actually to take a better example. California can be California and Florida can be Florida. All right. Like that's what federalism is all about. And you need a society that believes in that view of federalism to be able to continue to work towards that. And so taking that into account, like legalizing drugs, you need people, in my view, and right or wrong, you need, you kind of need a society that believes in personal responsibility, because it needs. You need you if you want to legalize drugs and you want to legalize everything, then you need people who are going to be who are going to take a, a good amount of responsibility with the drugs themselves, such as not driving high or not driving under the influence of certain illicit drugs. I mean, so like that's what you need. And because we don't have that type of a homogenous society, I would say there's a strong argument for keeping them illegal um, because the the danger beca- uh, at that point is, well, you don't have um, you don't have people who be- who don't believe in. Uh, basically, I guess what I'm saying is you have people who are going to get high and going to drive. Well, when you start doing that, you ex- immediately present a danger to other people. Your freedoms now are impinging upon other people's freedoms. Impinging is probably a bad word, but you know, infringing. There we go. Infringing upon other people's freedoms. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm a firm believer in my freedoms and at my, at my fingertips. Like my, my, per, like my freedoms end at my fingertips. That's, it's an abstract way of saying it, but it's essentially that like, as soon as uh, me, my actions start affecting you in certain ways, then my actions, are, I need to take responsibility and stop those actions. There are certain things that we could get into a bunch of arguments and stuff about, but anyway. Well, yeah, you know, we can have fun. I'll play devil's advocate with you oh, on that one day. Not today. <laughs> one, day. one day. Not that today, please. This will become well, yeah, a whole call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, I think that would be a fun conversation for us to have if we could uh, and, and like play devil's advocate about it and tease it out a bit more because it's it's a good conversation for everybody. But like, let's get let's get in. Let's get back to the book. It's 20 <laughs> minutes. The book. 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know Record. if this whole thing is going to make it into the <laughs> right. Uh, well, it, it'll definitely make but it into the other. uncut. It, it's going to be in the no. uncut. Uh, oh, there oh, speaking is. of, I need to. I need to touch base with you about something after this uh, when we okay. when we get done. Um, all right, so chapter three, believe. So 
Jocko ta- uh, starts all of this off with a an anecdote about him sitting in his office and he, re- he receives a directive from his higher ups where talking about, all right, you cannot your your missions will not be approved unless your missions include a certain number of, of Iraqi soldiers. And Jocko is like freaking out about this. He's like, this is bad. This is terrible. This is a horrible idea because my it's going to get my guys killed. And it's like, well, yeah, because they're highly untrained, like highly untrained. <laughs> you know, it's it sounds funny. You can have a highly untrained individual. Yeah. But yeah. in comparison, it's a perfect way to say it. I mean, these guys have like bled together and really trained their their like to well, the highest level. I mean, there's not they, you cannot train more than these guys, I think. They spent so okay, um I was watch I I, I watched um the first episode of the terminal list last week on Amazon Prime. Um if you have Amazon Prime Go watch that show. It is phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the terminal list. Go watch it. It is not for kids though. Um (laughs) duly noted. It it gets it gets brutal. Um, but it is phenomenal. Holy cow, is it good? But there's a um, there's a scene in which the reporter is talking to the main uh, main character. The main character is played by Chris Pratt, and the reporter is telling. And, and Chris Pat, Pratt is a Navy SEAL playing a Navy SEAL. Uh, the reporter is talking to him, saying, "Well, you've been doing six month rotations. You've been back in the states doing six months of training, and then six months in theater, which means you know like." where they're operating and everything middle east in this case and then and so they've been rotating back and forth so the reason i bring this up is that's exactly right and it talks to what phil was saying where these these are teams that play like they train together constantly they when they leave the theater they come back to the u.s they're training like that's what they do that's their job and then when they go in into theater then they're they're still training they're still working on things and, and things stuff like that so they know each other really well and they know each other's tendencies and personalities and they know how to communicate with each other in many different ways things like that like what are you like thinking about what the, they're like ninjas what i was saying yeah. it's like they're just yeah. really well trained and then you have these other guys that probably don't know how to try, tie their shoelaces oh dude they <laughs> jocko talks about how in, in the book um they don't even know how to do a pull-up like yep uh, it, it's like that that's the level of incompetency i guess physical dysfunction <laughs> Yeah. Um, And they talk about and he talks about how some of the uh, Iraqi soldiers, as soon as they get faced with a firefight, they immediately turn tail, run. And as they're running, they point their gun behind them and fire. (laughs) I would struggle in that scenario to maintain my appearance of sanity. Oh, they the 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 from what I from what I remember, he was saying, yeah, they often had to catch catch these guys, strip them of their gun, and essentially knock them unconscious. 
yeah yeah so anyway so he's freaking out about all this stuff and he's like what wtf all right like what's going on and he sits there and yeah you You said wtf i did (laughs) um i'm trying to be good here's your swear jar by the way i forgot it but i'm gonna be civilized today I'm sure Please. of it. I think we've broken that. We we are not civilized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like that you look civilized. I try, but I mean, look at my background. Like my office is a wreck. <laughs> it is a bit of a wreck. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm trying to figure out is that a mattress or a wall? No, no, it's a uh, sheet. Um, it's one of those uh, backdrops that you put up mm-hmm. so that you can you you can look professional. Uh, it's because I'm doing some recordings and stuff, and they're for the uh, for the course, and I don't want my office Your library distractions. Yeah, yeah, it's just bad. Um, or it's just re- a wreck. As soon as so. Uh, as soon as I move in, not as soon, but when I move into my new place, I'm going to uh, really sit down and take a, a stock of the of my office and think about how to set it up properly so that it's good for recording. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Two more months. Oh my gosh, oh. two more months. Yay. Anyway, um, so Jocko's sitting there and he's figuring out what the heck is going on. Why do they want this? What? What? Why? Why is what he's asking. Like, why are they and, trying to murder us? That, that's exactly that was the, the the thought and he basically he ended up realizing well wait a second we're not going to be here forever we can't be here forever i mean uh, okay. for almost 20 years 20 years later almost All right <laughs> we got out of iraq before we got out of afghanistan and yeah anyway we're still in germany by the way i thought we still had a presence there in Iraq. Uh, we have a not kind of, small. Like, I mean I guess we still have a technically still have a presence in Afghanistan. I understand there's thousands of people not evacuated. <laughs> I saw some mass graves. I don't yeah, know what that was that. about. About that. There, there's horrible stuff going on. Um I mean we still have a presence in Germany and that war ended how long ago? And we, right. we still have a presence we still have a presence in Japan and there are two reasons for that, but we have brothels. I was not going there, but you're right, actually. <laughs> um, I meant breakfast, not brothels. Uh, what's that? Breshta? Breshta, right? Is, That's what I meant. The sandwiches like with the, the German, German? Sand breakfast ship. The German oh, breakfast no, no, sandwiches no, no, with no, the bread. No, 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 no. Yeah, probably it is brothels. I should know this. Brochen. Brochen. There it is. That's it. That's the two uh, reasons to stay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, anyway. Um, so he's like, well, wait a second. We can't be here forever. And how are these guys going to get trained? Well, they can't, like, they don't have ways to train them like we do in the U.S. They, they, their basic training is just, here's your gun. <laughs> here's how you shoot. <laughs> they obviously know how to shoot. They can do it backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're kind or, of like stormtroopers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I like the story where the guy um, in, in the house shoots into the floor mm-hmm. and and is so scared he doesn't say anything. And they stop the guys just in time before they throw grenades into the room to yeah. clear the room. 
Yeah. Um, which would have been sad. The whole thing is sad. It's just like, it's like, I really, how, how do I put this? I really don't want to hate on the Iraqis. Okay. Because like, I'm not actually, I've been there and there are a lot of them are like good, good people. Yeah. If you're That's thinking good. about the situation they were in, it's not an easy one. That's right? exactly they had what a I was lot just of at. rough things pulling on them. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and on top of that, like you take that into account, you take into account just the poverty level of the country and the lack of steady, a steady income, steady food, all that. It's pretty um, tempting to be like, I need to get, I need to provide for my family. Joining the uh, Iraqi security forces is the way to go. So I'm just going to go. And, yeah, and like then not when like shit hits the fan, you run the opposite way. Exactly. Like these are people who are not exactly they're they're joining. I don't want to say they're joining for the wrong reasons. It's they're joining for different reasons than what our uh, our military people generally join up for. Which honestly, like when you look at the situation, as Phil said, why are write it down? Um which, when you look at the, uh, the, 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 the situation of their, their country, oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Conversation done. We're, we're done. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Inside uh, jokes. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, you are going to be wondering. Anyway, um, wow. Trying to get back to this. Like, he, he, <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> you're just you're, you're awesome. <laughs> oh, this is a great episode. I love it. This is my favorite so far. Once we're done editing it, it's gonna be like three minutes long. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit a lot. Of, I'm I'm not editing a lot of this out. This is awesome. staying in. Awesome, awesome. We'll that, talk. That, maybe that, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that joke is going to remain hidden, and and people are going to have to wonder, and they're going to have to sign up to uh, our locals community to find out what it was. Oh, maybe. there it is. <laughs> the plug. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, no, not anyway. So, trying to get back to it. So, Jaka realizes, all right, we're not going to be here forever. These guys have terrible training outside of it. How else are they going to get the training except on the job? he's like, oh, that's why. And so once he figured that out, he was able to sit there and believe, like, believe in the mission. Like, I kind of, I, I get the, the the title believe, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, take it or leave it as far as the title. Um, but like that, that's kind of the whole idea of, of the book or book. The chapter is basically. Sometimes you have to bullshit yourself a little bit into yes. understanding the mission. Yes. Yeah. I don't... Do you feel like he bullshitted himself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he totally bullshitted himself. He didn't believe that at all. Yeah. Um, but if he didn't do that, uh, and if it is obvious that he didn't like it, there's no way he could have got his guys to go with it. Yeah. Yep. So even if they called bullshit on him, uh, it's, it's still accepted as we're doing it. Because yeah, I said movie, so. Yeah. And yeah, I do have enough reason to psych myself out enough to try it at least. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that was good. Later on, he got a little better grasp of it when he said, you know what? We are going to do this and we're going to make it so that they can take over themselves, which means we have to go take the fight to the enemy and rip yep. out their every little hiding place. Well, yeah, yeah. With yeah, shrapnel sure. and stuff. I like how you ended that. Napalm. <laughs> Napalm is banned on the, G- the Geneva Convention, all right? Sure, but gasoline's not. That is true. Uh, but I'm not, not, I know they didn't do that. That was a joke. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Dude, napalm. <laughs> yeah, na- napalm's sticky. Napalm's horrible. Napalm's scary. <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting to think about that. We have so many warfighters now that are very well versed in A, urban combat, and then B, desert combat now. If we have to... Um, end up in an area of uh, jungle combat again. Do we have that expertise available to us still? That's easy enough. Uh, so you never you never end up fighting the last battle, mm-hmm. but you always train on it, and that's okay. Um, I think what America may see is with the open borders, a lot more stuff happening inside the country than they've ever witnessed before. I would agree with that. We're starting to see a lot of that stuff, unfortunately. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, So sad. So the big thing with all of this is basically when you're – and it's not just like uh, BSing yourself into believing the mission. It's also when you're – uh, when your upper leadership comes to you with something and says, hey, you need, we're going to be going down this path. We're going to be doing this. You also need to start asking them questions. And I'm going to like, I've done this. And, and one of the things that you have to do to about it is you have to be diplomatic, which Phil is not. <laughs> yes, but I use my sarcasm to cut to the soul of it. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> so... Everybody, you know, if they didn't fire me the first week, they love me for who I am. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> they, right? Otherwise, they have to make the whole list of reasons to fire me, and that's difficult. Oh, God. That is difficult. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to go down that path. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, you, you have to start asking questions. Um I have learned the the, the poor the, the hard way where if you if you ask a question of them saying okay why are we doing this it's like along the lines of like you're angry and frustrated with them why the f are we doing this they're gonna get that that's gonna bring up their defenses immediately and they are going going go ahead you're gonna say unless something. you have a beer that's true you know you could do that with a beer. I guess the whole context is important, right? Yeah. And he may say, you know, I don't even fucking know. Yep. Oh, we just lost our PG. But. Um, <laughs> Dude, were we ever PG? We were for like 30 oh, wait, seconds wait, wait, in the wait, first wait. episode. PG, I think, allows one swear word. Oh, so we I can think. roll with it. I think. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look it up. Me too. Yeah, so it's, it's not. Okay, never mind. Um, You don't need to work. <laughs> The existence, the definition of a woman, like all that, I think he's out the window now. Um, but, but yeah, the uh, I think the soul of that answer is exactly right. To go there, push back, and but do with respect, of course. 
because there's a reason for it. Nobody asks, nobody, nobody does change for the sake of change, except for building back better, but that's different. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. Like they, they, they have your upper, your upper management, upper leadership has a reason for why they are doing what they are doing. You may or may not agree with that reason. And you may so, not like it. And you may yeah, have the choice that, to yeah. leave the business. That's true too. There is always that option, especially in business. Uh, in military, not so much. No, um, no, you got to suck it up and learn to love it. Usually. <laughs> to believe. <laughs> <laughs> title <laughs> and so and that's kind of one of those things like you, you got to sit down and start asking those questions and, and figuring that out because who knows you know maybe they they haven't actually thought through the reason why they are doing the thing that they are doing and if you start asking the question especially in a respectful manner it might start forcing them to think about it and to either come up with an answer hopefully, or they say, you know what? You're right. This doesn't make sense. Let's go down a different route. Now I will, um, so I, I will give an example of, uh, something that I dealt with a couple months back. There was this, I was working at a company and, or working, not at a company, but I was working with a client and they wanted, um, they brought in a new manager and the manager wanted to change a certain process that we, we were doing. Um, and this kind of will feed into a later chapter, chapter six called simple. Um, he wanted to change a process the way a process was. And I was kind of just sitting there like, why are we doing this? What's going on? And I just kept asking him like, why this doesn't make sense to me. Like it doesn't, I don't understand why you are trying to change it. And I don't understand why you are trying to, what you are trying to change it to. <clears throat> I never got a good explanation for it. I never got a satisfying, this is why we are doing it thing. Because all I kept, I kept pointing out to the manager, being like, "Look, if we do it this way, there's going to be problems down the road. We're going to run into issues." And lo and behold, we did. Uh, I left. <laughs> well, yeah, we. Well, I wouldn't say quickly, but three months. We, is I would say quickly would be two weeks in um, my, in this well, context. Yeah, same time, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> three months was was fairly recent from the decision. Anywho, but it, like it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I am not. He he's a part of the client. I this is I I voiced my concerns. I've told him I don't like this. I don't think this is right. I had to. I just had to end up sucking it up and, and moving on uh, with it. Eventually, I moved on. Completely. <laughs> right. That's whole, right. And that's, that's a consequence of story. poor leadership. Oh, the, Sometimes. The, dude was, the dude was horrible. Absolutely horrendous. See, one of those, I've always been a, a, a boss and I'm a born boss and I know it because I've always been a boss. Kind of. He's more along the lines of, I'm the captain now. Oh, okay. It's going to be my type. way or the highway. That's exactly what he was like. He was, I've got tons of horrible stories with him about this is how you do not be a leader. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this sounds good because the, um, 
you know, everybody likes to have things done their way. Yep. And, but there's, you know, sometimes I can't remember which book I was reading recently, but um, you don't start with doing change when you're new in a position. Yeah. You don't come in and ask for change. Right. Especially before you know who's, uh, whose feet you're stepping on. Mm-hmm. You need to build some relationships before you ask people to change things. That and was a, that was a big yeah. issue. Yep. Uh, and you need to essentially learn what's going on and what's broke about it so that you can sell it. And it's a, it's a big mistake. Like uh, yep. he, he might've been hired to do change. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, I got the support and I'm going to do it. He might be fired next month because he didn't execute well and didn't get the buy-in. Oh, I like totally. I hope one day I, I hope he gets fired uh, eventually, because one of um, one of the big things that he was like going on and uh, we were having conversations about and uh, with him or me and him were having conversations and he just like completely came off as a total and utter asshole to me. And worse than me. He, oh, dude, because I'm pretty rough with you sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, but see, there's a difference with the way you talk to me and the way he talked to me. Um, there's like part of part of it no is soul. <laughs> yeah, you he he didn't have one. You have one. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yes. I'm just joking on that one. <laughs> two points for the soul. <laughs> but a lot of it goes back to what you were saying. Like you and I have built a relationship over time where like we kind of, we know, we kind of know each other. Like we know our tendencies. We know how far to push something. We know when we're saying some, when we're like, I know when you are joking and that's you know, when hard to do, <laughs> I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that's kind of what it, what it was at. But this guy, like some of the conversations that we were having, like I had no idea like what was going on or going through him because he never tried to build a relationship with me as far as mm-hmm. talking to me about stuff. And so because he couldn't, he never built one. He never built that relationship with me when he tried. And, and then when he was talking to me, I like went back when I, I told him at one point. I'm like, dude, I don't feel like you respect me at all because of the way you're talking to me Mm -hmm. and he's like well then i just said that i respect you so it must be on you and i'm like all right (laughs) it's like you're not listening yeah it's like a man doesn't come out and say i don't feel respected yeah ever right unless there is he's trying to work it out yep and he's really not feeling this and you know i think of the manly man you know the beard and all the facial hair comes out and says it you know i'm not talking about never mind um so <laughs> yeah, let's oh, take that one down like nah um <laughs> back to my last comment yeah, so about that. <laughs> um it doesn't make sense to me you know you you you, I don't know if I can say what your spe- what your specialty was as far as I understood it, but that's a hard one to fill. Yeah, there's a lot of companies looking for that, and a yeah. lot of businesses have funding and lose it because they can't get yep. the the talents for it. Yep. So you don't mess with some talent, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I said that all so sweetly. 
Yeah, you did. <laughs> but it, uh, and a lot of it, it, it's just it's like, dude, you, you want me to and again, like relating this back to this chapter and everything like you, you want me to get you want me to believe in the change that you, you want to make in the process. Like you, you want me to believe in it. You got to hey, you got to show me some respect. OK, like you've got to be respectful of my opinion. and You've got to understand that I've been on this project longer than you. And I know the reasons like there are reasons why we ended up on the process that we did. And I know that if we leave this process, we're going to end up going back to where we were a while back because that's how we were previously. And that's not what we want. And it cause and it causes issues. So you've got to respect my opinion and be like, you know what? You understand where things are at. You understand why this process is. You've explained it to me. And, and seeing this is the part of it as far as far as leadership too. Like when you are coming in, it's not just believing in the mission as set forth by the people above you. It's also coming in as a leader and believing in the people who are below you as, as a leader and believing that they understand and they know why they have set up the things the way they have set up because a lot of times what you'll run into with um with companies is it's like processes aren't always dictated by the people above like people in in management and stuff processes can be are are often very much dictated by the teams because the teams are the ones who have to actually implement the process and are part of it so what you're finding nowadays and seeing a lot with uh people nowadays or are not people uh companies nowadays when when you're setting up processes for the teams the teams end up having a lot of have a end up having a lot of say in the process itself uh, it may start out where management says this is the process that we are setting up but then teams will come in and give feedback and, and stuff over time and iterate over the process and the process will change to accommodate the team. So as a new uh, new leader on, on the team, when you come in, you have to understand and believe in the people below you and believe that they know what they are talking about and what they and they know why the process is the way it is. And I know I'm throwing like the words believe and process out a lot. Like I say that I talk, I do that a lot as Phil kind of knows. <laughs> but the, the whole point is like, you've got, you got to listen to the people below you. You can't just come in and dictate. This is much more. Um, the Sticky. I think I'm not sure if sticky is the right term for this. But processes with uh, specialty teams and with uh, professionals are very sticky. They um, they evolve slow. They're mm-hmm. probably based off of trial and error, science, yep. limits on physical mediums, right? Yep. There's a lot of reasons for it. So um, when you come in, maybe he could have made that change. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe he could have took the soul of what he's trying to achieve and f- filtered it in a way that had improved your process, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he could have. Um, but you have to, there's a certain way you talk with people when you're moving into a new organization. And I think yep. uh, it starts with building trust, building rapport, um, explaining the process, explaining what the goals are. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe even having some co- a few, a few sessions of coffees and beers yep. 
the um, there's some statistics out there where it says it takes about 50 hours for uh, of interaction between somebody to build a relationship. Huh. Um, yeah, uh, boss, Chris boss that. says this. Um, okay, so that's the some, next book we're reading. <laughs> yes, uh, love it, love this crazy guys. Um, we're not going light at all, are we? Um, I don't care. So. We're having fun yeah. with this. I'm having so much fun. I'm glad you, oh, yeah. I'm glad you are. I'm laughing. All the time. <laughs> I'm so entertained. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, he says with so if you do some of the techniques that he does, I'm not trying to sell stuff, but yeah, you could do this maybe in 11 hours if you're good at it, right? Mm-hmm. 7 to 11 hours. Um, but there's uh, you can't just expect these kind of changes. Now mm-hmm. in the book they talk about where the uh, the sales uh, the sales see the executive for sales was changing commission structure and yes. essentially she wanted to weed out all the I was about to say losers all the poor performers. Um, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. So yep. and the the staff is like we're going to lose people and you know they finally had to push back and talk to her and she's like I want you to lose some people yeah what right was so what was so interesting do you mind if i interrupt uh, jump in what was so interesting about that discussion was the uh <laughs> they never asked asked her they never talked to her about it and she, they were complaining to jocko and, and and leif about it like about the whole thing and they they, <laughs> they just like went to them like has anybody talked to her about it and they're right? like no no they're not like they're like no she's so smart and she'll cut our parts off and it'll be bad we don't want to we don't want to look like idiots right it's like they're going to be so emancipated oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh i got a really awesome or we we got i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it it was it was funny this week um oh boy (laughs) oh it just made me laugh but anyway um so, but yeah, yeah. So it took them to, it took Jocko and Leif to be like, ask them, like, just come on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so then like Jocko and Leif went to her and asked her and then she went back and she was like, yeah, let me explain this to you guys. And then they understood and seeing going back to like my, my story, my thing, like the big issue was that the guy never really like explained or tried to get me to understand the reason why he was doing things the way he was doing. Like he never, honestly, personally, I, he was, he, he, well, part of it to me is like, he was an extremely poor communicator, like just absolutely horrendous with it. Like, hence the whole, well, you don't respect, like, I don't feel respected. Well, I just told you I respected you, so the problem must be you. Right? That's enough. Yeah, exactly. My shallow I mean, words should be sufficient for you. Yeah, exactly. My, my my shallow words over text should be sufficient to you. So kind of, <laughs> like, kind of going back to what you were, you were saying, too, about the whole 50 hours thing, I will also point out for a lot of people, when you are working at a company, Slack is a huge thing for people, all right? Slack is like a massive communication things for, for a company. And one of the big things now is companies are so distrib- are becoming so distributed and all that and the but i will tell you straight up you need to jump on calls with people okay 
you 100% need to be jumping on calls. And I'm, I, 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 this is, I have a little bit of a gripe. I think people tend to use voice a a little bit more when they jump on calls. It cannot be just because you also need to jump on video calls with people you need to see their faces like i'm almost of the view that are i'm i am actually of the view that when when i'm running a team everybody should be jumping on a video call more often than not and everybody should have their cameras on i don't care like i get it you you don't want like you're working from home and you don't necessarily want people seeing into your home because it's your private home but i'm gonna but i will be 100 percent blunt here i don't give a crap okay the the you you have a your home is very (laughs) your home is very is messy like if phil knows my office is messy you if you've watched the video podcast in the past you know my office is is messy i don't care okay there's a dog in there can you believe it a cat and you're missing likes dogs he's a dog guy by the way also he's a ellen is a cat person so no, everybody can hate him person. for some reason. I'm not a cat person. I just <laughs> have a cat. this happen to have this cat and love it. And yeah, I've seen I don't know that I love him. He just he, <laughs> anyway, it's a long story. Um, but like there you next time I'm, i if i'm ever in charge of a team next time like that's when those are rules that i'm going to be putting into place like you need to be jumping on video calls and you need to be see, like you need to be seeing people's faces because that is so important there's such a human connection there about yep. it and that's what builds that relationship and when you can build that relationship and everything especially like with video chatting and all that that's when you as a leader can start implementing changes and start convincing people to come and see your own view of the uh, of the change that you want like why are you making the change like helping them understand that once they have that relationship with you once they have that then it's much easier for you to to convince them of your view or influence well, yeah them yeah back to the body language thing um when somebody sees your body language they can yeah. see sincerity now they d- may not believe what you're saying mm-hmm. but they can at least get that a uh, physical emotional connection that maybe they're not communicating well but they can see you believe in it and they can convince themselves a little bit easier to try it yep. but if over text there's you're not getting this there's no way well, and like I think that's part of the re- like part of the difficulty that Jocko had at the beginning of of the book. He received it as uh, he received that order or those commands as a memo. He didn't receive mm-hmm. them direct. Like he was not called into his commander's office and sat down, and he didn't sit down with his commander to actually have a conversation yep. with with him. It's like here's the new policy. Okay, yeah, put it. Yeah. Yep, and see yep. belts are the law. Exactly. There you go. Boom. You got to do this thing, even though it doesn't hurt anybody else. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> which is goes, which is like I want to tease you about your, um, you know, your freedom stops about here. <laughs> oh, you can tease me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I go to play devil's advocate, seatbelts and helmets are going to be one of the things I, t- I joke about. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, but see, and and then part of, part of the reason why part of the reason why you need to convince the people below you to do things part of, uh, is also, and, and this is something kind of like that I think uh, they brought up really nicely is that 
Lee, when, when so okay, well, let's get super controversial here for a yes. moment. There is a reason CEOs and companies make a ton of money. There's a reason that management makes a lot of money. You may not like it. You may rail against it, but there is absolutely a reason for it. And it's very good. And it's because they're the ones who take responsibility. They are the ones who are responsible for when things go to hell in a handbasket. Okay. They like, so the, 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 the note that I took is basically that leaders need to accept risk. And when you are a manager, you need, you need to accept the risk that your team might fail at this, um, what would you call it at this new initiative? For example, CEOs need to take, need to accept the risk that the entire company may fail. And they may lose the uh, the their the star board. performance, for example. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're really like buttering me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about you, but okay. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I was thinking about myself, really. Because oh. I am a shiny star. <laughs> you're I have no problem with my I'm such a snowflake. <laughs> I'm in you my see? safe space right now. You see. Yeah, it says something like set, set something free. Set you free. Set you free. Set you free. The sunset. I don't, I don't understand it, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, but like the whole point of that is that like leaders are the ones who, who are accepting the risk. So if they don't believe in that mission, do you really think that they are going to accept the risks involved? Like let's take the, the, the sales people, for example, like if they did not believe in the reason why that the, uh, what was her position? I don't remember. I can't like, remember. No, but she was like chief seniors. sales officer or something like that. I think she, yeah, something like that. Something like that. So, like, she, if she, if they did not believe in, in it, they were not going to be accepting the the risks that were involved in lowering their uh, their um, annual compensation. That's like a really poor shoehorned way of putting that, I guess. Well, no, it's it was a hard sale. So, I mean, if yeah. I remember right, it's ha, uh, the lower the lower performers. <laughs> We're going to have their sales cut back, mm-hmm. their their commissions reduced. Mm-hmm. Nobody was getting more commissions of anything, right? So there was no sweet spot for the right. for the top performance. Right. You're like, well, seriously, right? Like you're going to give us these new strict standards. The guys are going to be like, what the hell? And they're going to run away to a new another company because it's competitive. Yeah. Yep. And nobody understood that, or no. Nobody was able to realize because nobody asked her that the it was designed to weed out the weak performers so that the good salesmen could keep those customers and not lose them to the poor salesmen. Well, not and not just keep those customers, but also get more customers. Yeah, like to grow the, the whole the whole point was it was to essentially incentivize the top performers to perform even better to perform like uh, more and 
to try and like essentially make it so that the make it obvious that the poor performers were poor performers and so because of uh, of making uh, that obvious they were it was I, it, much easier for that company than to either um you know, when those poor performers left voluntarily, it was easier for the company to to accept that that loss because it's not like they were that big of a drain on resources, for example. Mm-hmm. Whereas previously, they probably were, or they had the hard numbers and the 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 the, um, the cause to let them go, which is very important. <laughs> yeah. In well, I mean, if their poor performers were say 20% working with 20% of the customer base and they were losing those customers, right? Somebody who's knows how to sell or, you know, has the talent to do that. They suddenly have a larger group of people to work with. They're going to make more sales. They're going to make more money, right? Because they don't have people taking the, some good leads, right. And losing them. So the company does better overall, the, the good salespeople do better marginally, but still more successful. And of course, they I think they talked about the trickle-down value of all of it, um, saving on computers and saving on expenses and off space yeah. and not having to have a whole infrastructure for a, a whole stack yep. of losers. Yep. Yep. And it just, in the end, it worked out so well for that company. Like they just, yeah. they exploded essentially is what happened. In a good it's, way. Yeah. Like it's, it's really interesting to think about all that stuff and, and, and to understand that. And all because she thought about that, she did it previously. And then she went and as soon as somebody asked, Jocko, she went and convinced them to do that. Mm-hmm. And so then everybody within that company was able to accept the risk of, okay, this is going to cause us some issues. This is going to cause us some pain in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to cause something better. Because when you when you cannot accept the risk, like anybody within the team, when you as the leader cannot accept the risks of a mission, how is it? how are you actually going to be able to do that like how are you actually going to be able to act on the mission like you're not because you're like you're afraid essentially like you don't want to perform you don't want to do the mission you're you're you see too many risks and so you're like yeah i don't want to do this yeah you start avoiding the real missions yep Yep. you know you'll still go take that hill when you're towed to but these guys weren't just taking the hill right they were like putting together ideas to take over the country, right? Yeah. They were go oh, aggressively yeah. creating creating their own missions to go yeah. and chase all the bad guys. Right, exactly. But you, if you don't believe in the mission, it's not just that, yeah, you're going to still go and take the hill. You're just going to take the hill much more cautiously. You're going to move much more carefully. Which, well, you're going to take one hill, not a hundred. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, And, and your one hill is like, well, they told me to come here. And I'm here. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, don't uh, bother me with that hill, right? Yeah. You, you use your napalm over there. <laughs> back to the napalm. I had to work it back in. Oh, you know, it's always it's always a good thing to work in. <laughs> here, here, we'll, we'll work in a little napalm today. <laughs> right. This has been every conversation. You got to use it when you can. Oh, completely. You know, a little, little fire here. A little. Uh, what was the line from uh, Apocalypse Now? Uh, I love the smell of midnight palm in the morning. 
Is that the line? I think, I think that, yeah, something like that. You need bum and cookies. Excellent movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I think I have to derail this conversation for a second. I think I have like a, a handful of um, favorite directors and Francis Ford Coppola is definitely one of my favorite directors. Whoo. I love his movies. The other, the other one um, would be Martin Scorsese. I don't, he, <clears throat> he's good. Jeez. He's good. Kind of annoys me because most of his movies are all about New York, but whatever. It's Okay. You know, I used to love New York until I discovered Trump, and now I hate it. (laughs) Wow. You dropped the T word. Oh, yeah. You got to hate something every other second. Otherwise, you're boring. (laughs) Just trying to pick a fight. Um, (laughs) I don't really care right now. Anyway. Yeah. So to wrap this up, because this might end up being a short, short free episode (laughs) and we can continue because I think we've, I think we've hit this. I think we've hit this chapter uh, pretty good. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a short chapter and I was looking at the next one, but I'm going to not jump the gun. Yeah. You can jump a little bit. Um, Watch it start playing on me. Um, I like the next one. I like the next chapter. A little more than I like the check day goes next chapter, and I like yeah. that better than this one. Um, and almost like it kind of goes in line because mm-hmm. sometimes, um, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of push when somebody when the leadership comes to me, especially when I was in the military, uh, and is more so like it depends on the leader, right? Some of them had a lot more capital with me where That's I true. would be like, okay, I don't believe in it. But um, I respect you so much. I know there must be a good reason. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. there's others where like they wasted all their leadership capital with me. And yeah. I'm like, uh, Ooh, you better be right. And I'm going to find out if you are. And I'm going to grill the shit out of you uh, because I think you're a loser. Yeah. But um, which is harsh to say because, uh, you know, I was in pretty great unit and they were all awesome. So the um, that said, right, you, you see how important it is to, to sell this, even in the military, where you're like, I'm giving the order, you're doing it. It mm-hmm. doesn't work like that, um, especially among officers. It doesn't work like that um, because they, ha- they have moral obligations, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, they, they, there's when you yeah. have freedom. Right. It comes at a cost. Sometimes it comes at a cost uh, like the, that one Marine colonel where he spoke up and uh, he got put yeah. in jail. Is he still in jail? There's I don't no think way. so. I think he's yeah. out. I think, he got yep. th- I think he got separated. Uh-huh. To, what in a, yeah. Anyways, I'm yeah. a fan of the way the government handled that one. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, to to kind of cover a little bit about what Phil is talking about, it goes back to what we were talking about: how leader leaders need to accept risks and such, and it's leaders are responsible for when things go wrong. When it comes to the military, officers have, um, as Phil said, moral and ethical ob- obligations to certain things. And all very often there, there comes up for a lot of civilians, the whole, well, why don't you disobey 
orders? Well, you have to sit and you have to weigh the orders very carefully. And officers are the ones who are the, who the officers are the ones who accept the responsibility and accept the moral obligations of the orders that either they give or the orders that they obey. The enlisted are they're they're not they're not um, not always that responsibility is not always put on to them. Very often what you will see, and as you go and you, if you are a student of military history, what you will see is when something goes wrong within a unit, when you, uh, when, when the unit does something horrendous, like just absolutely horrendous, it's the officers who get the, get uh, put on the chopping block. And they may not even be the ones who have actually executed the, uh, the horrendous act. It's maybe the enlisted who did it. Uh, but it's the officer who uh, gets put on the chopping block and uh, gets, I don't know what you want, like gets the, the punishment. And it all goes back to the whole moral and ethical obligations and the accepting of the risk. As an officer, if you become an officer, that's what you are doing. That is what, that is quote unquote, what separates the officers from the enlisted. Now, with that being said, there are certain circumstances where enlisted uh, members can disobey orders from officers, particularly if it if they can prove and show that the order that they were going to be given was immoral, illegal, things like that. Yeah. However, if you are a super junior enlisted, like an E shut up and listen. E one, yeah. If you're an E one, shut up and listen. It mm-hmm. is. It is so hard to get to throw an E one out for obeying an order for obeying a poor order. But yeah, they go easy. to jail. What? An E one that doesn't listen to an order will probably yeah. end up in jail. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, military jail. Yep. The uh, and they should, they should, yep. unless it's a clear, clear violation and, of humanity. Yep. It is um, a generally what is they just don't like thing. it what they heard and they they're going to raise hell. If yeah, you're exactly. if, if a junior and junior enlisted officer guy is ever in that situation, best thing, as quietly and respectfully as possible, get a hold of a higher NCO on the side, ask yep. him, and yes. he will understand your concerns probably, yep. and and talk to you about it. Right? Don't 100%. do it in front of the group. Um, yeah, definitely don't. Yeah, but you're it, you're going to learn from the hard way what it is to, yep. to what respect is. Yep, and. So, and it's definitely pull, pull that, that NCO off to the side, talk to them because very often what can happen is the NCO does can either listen to the junior illicit and mm-hmm. will correct the junior illicit or the NCO will go and correct the officer. That's what an NCO does. Yep. And it may already be in process. Yeah, exactly. Um, NCOs are, are the go-betweens. I have tremendous expect expect respect for NCOs because they are the go-betweens and because of they have they have to walk a very interesting uh line it's and it's very important so yeah and just keep in mind the 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 experience these guys carry so yeah it's very true that's something that i i've learned or i have learned over the years is you very much need to sit and respect somebody's experience. 
it's not necessarily like when it's not necessarily that you are respecting rank or respecting position within an organization. It's that you're respecting the experiences that put them there. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes these 50 hours help get you to understanding that. Yeah. Um, if you are not taking the time to get to know the people up and above you and below you, yeah, that's your failure, no matter yeah, what rank 100%. you are. That's your, that's your failure. You need to go in there and to get to know people, build those relationships. I am, um, you know, at Dev Slopes where, where, uh, Alan is familiar with, I am <laughs> terrible at communicating online. Um, I just don't like doing it, but <laughs> it's, uh, I'm like, I don't want to deal with Facebook. I don't want to deal with LinkedIn. Yeah. Right? I'm, I may do some writing or yeah. some videos and stuff, but I hate communicating people in this soulless medium. And I, something I got to work on because it's definitely something that goes society. back back to what we were discussing earlier about the necessity of um, these like video calls and stuff like that. Uh, thing that I'm I have observed with companies that have a young population in it, they are very much the quote unquote di- digital natives that I was not. Um, like I, I, I just feel, I think there's what, like a 10 year difference between us about, can you tell I got a bit more pepper? I can't, I can't tell. (laughs) I honestly, I actually think I have more white hair than you. Um, but (laughs) I'm just happy I still have hair. Um, (laughs) but like the the point I'm 44. Okay. Yeah. There is about a 10 year. Um, so like just the example or, or or just to kind of put it in perspective for for everything um neither of us um, how do i put this neither of us had the internet at a young age um i got like my computer for or my computer i got my first computer in 1996 and i was almost 10 years old at that point and I, we didn't get on the internet until like a couple years later. So yeah, I was young, but I was not like super young. Uh, I saw like a lot of the changes and stuff. And, and Phil, you were in middle school and, and high school by the time the internet was starting to become a thing. And the whole, the whole point of me bringing that up is like for young companies, young, where you have people who are in their early 20s uh, and it's majority early 20s, like they are very much used to communicating online, very much commu- used to communicating. You're so nice. I don't think stuff. they're used to communicating. I think they're used to reacting. That's true. I don't yeah, know if they're good. used to communicating. I think there's a difference. Yeah. It's a point. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic here for reasons. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. Um, but they're like, they're used to that. So it's much easier for them to do the things that you find that you are hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uncomfortable. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there, I'll be blunt. There's a guy at Dev Slopes who's in charge of some of the, the um, social media stuff. And he is phenomenal at it. Like, holy crap, is this guy like... Yeah, he's funny. He's amazing at it. Like, I I could never be that. 
like, I'm not that type of a person. And, and part of that is because I didn't, like, I would argue I didn't grow up with social media and things like that. Like, I'm not a social media person by, by nature. Like, I've tried my hand at it with mixed success. This guy just, like, ended up exploding different things. Like, it's just like, holy cow, dude. Awesome. Good for you. But like that's what he's really good at, and and I'm I'm not you you're not like okay we have to accept that aspect of ourselves, and that's why we have to work with somebody like him, and things like that. So anyway, all right, wrapping this up uh, about believe, just believe. <laughs> or I'll play Imagine Dragons in the background. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking, thinking that or thinking Disney or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> long oh, yeah. to sum all of this up, when you are given a directive from your uh, from people above you and you don't really fully understand what it is, ask them, talk to them about it, get to, get to get to know them and talk to them about why they want to change, why they want to change things, why they want to do things, and so that you fully understand it. Once you fully understand it, then it's going to be a, a bit easier for you to go and enact the directive and enact the uh the mission when you come in as a leader to a team talk to your team and uh, get to understand why things are the way they are with the team and just like fully immerse yourself with them and so that you can get in with what they were talking about does that sum up what we talked about yeah i think uh with just the one edition of um before you cut somebody's manhood off with the you know for a a vision that you don't don't believe in try to believe in it first yeah um at least play devil's advocate with it right yeah and then when you when you feel like you've really gotten the idea of it you've talked to them about it then you can tell them how bad of an idea it is yeah yep yep (laughs) all right give them the opportunity to work it out with you that's the big one give give people the opportunity and when you're giving people the opportunity please don't do it over text that's such a bad idea. Don't do it over text. <laughs> All right, everyone. We are going to say goodbye uh, to to our unpaid people. We, we we enjoy that you listen. And if you want to join and you want to want to get the unedited, un and fully extended and well, all uh, and enjoy all of Phil's sarcasm. Unfiltered. Unfiltered is <laughs> about to come up. <laughs> come join our locals community. You can find the links and stuff uh, elsewhere, and you can find wherever, blah, blah, blah. We'll, I'll just fit in an outro that talks about all this later. So, all right. Talk to y'all later. All right, everyone. That's it for this episode, but our discussion didn't end here. We actually went on for another hour or so. If you would like to hear the rest of that discussion or the full unedited podcast, please head on over to two dudes with an opinion.locals.com. That's two, the number two, dudes with an opinion.locals.com. And for just the price of a cup of coffee, you can hear that full, unedited version. And if you want to talk to Phil and I directly, uh, just buy us a, you know, trip to McDonald's. That's it. That's all we ask. Anyway, if you enjoyed this and like what we are doing, please leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. That really helps us in the charts. If you didn't enjoy it, well, well, I'm sorry. 
you can just drop Phil a line and, and let him know what you what you thought. And his uh, email is in the podcast notes. So just let him know. He likes to hear from you. Before you go, please hit that subscribe button so you can get the latest episode from us. Otherwise, you can find all of our social media uh, in the podcast notes if you want to connect us with us there. If you do all that, we'll continue bringing you these great episodes, these great discussions. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later.